1: Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne.
2: Tuesday morning to you, it is the Morning Answer, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and Gavin Newsom making a big proclamation yesterday just when you thought coronavirus might get better. We heard about a vaccine. Well, whammo, blammo, Gavin Newsom says that we're going back to
1: purple. As it relates to our blueprint that we put out some 11 weeks ago, when we announced the blueprint for a safer uh, economy, we talked about ability to make advances not only forward, but also move through toggling backwards. We also talked about an emergency break based upon data and based upon conditions that would uh, provide for a framework of flexibility to tighten restrictions. Uh, We have counties now that we are moving back based on that blueprint, based upon the emergency break, based upon Mm -hmm. the protocols that we put into place when we announced this blueprint 11 weeks ago that will allow us to move back or, for that matter, to the extent uh, we see some stability uh, to allow us flexibility going forward, but counties to move back after one week, not just two weeks.
3: Okay, that's Governor Gavin Newsom yesterday using all of his, uh, almost all of his uh, key phrases and and made up, uh, well, they're not made up, but they're re- reintroduced uh, terms. He's going, he got together with his cohorts. They're, they They want to toggle back if you will Mm -hmm. Uh, toggling is now a policy if you heard that it's sort of a guideline toggling he's now using his official it's 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 official the
2: governor's office he's using his
3: nebulous words to actually prescribe safeguards and policies here's what he said and it's an unfortunate message to get is that uh, because it sounds an awful lot like what we heard in the very beginning of the of the declaration of a pandemic in america in march of this 2020 uh the the uh the closures will be it's clear la county weighing more restrictions intensifying closures urging residents here at home in la county now this is uh, more localized than the governor in sacramento and our entire golden state holiday travel with thanksgiving come up coming up is being encouraged uh for cancellation amid this new surge. And the surge refers to the weekend, Jennifer. It's, of course, Tuesday on your Morning Answer. Saturday, more than 3,000, some 3,800 new cases in uh, L.A. County, and then just over 3,000 on Sunday, two in a row. And the number of... confirmed cases has doubled COVID-19 daily cases in the last 10 days in California doubling. That's why Gavin Newsom, I don't know why he used the emergency break stopping quite, quite unfortunately. And it's a downer. I understand that. I think we all feel that stopping with an emergency break, uh, any effort to, to open up quickly. I don't want folks to lose hope. Now we're back at March here. Don't lose hope. Um, please we all do still together despite external stuff that might say we're not together we are together our common humanity unites us here and our desire for everyone to get through every day as comfortably and as and and with the most mental and physical health the, the most positive outlook that is possible and we are here for you as you get this news because we know a lot of people are sick and a lot of people are transmitting COVID. And we know a lot of people are financially really sick. Yeah. And
2: I think that's, that's really what's happening here is that there are a lot of people who who are just being put out of business and are they going to be able to continue in this state? I I don't know. I mean, you've had restaurants and retail stores that have been closed, then they've been opened, then they've had to spend money to make lots of arrangements to try to meet health codes. Then they get closed down again, then they get reopened, then they get closed down again. And I, I understand that people are sick. We were sick. People I love have, Been sick, but at what cost? Isn't there a better way to protect our most vulnerable and still allow people a choice about how they operate and move around in the state in which they pay taxes to live and and run their businesses?
3: I think that's a that's an important question. I actually sort of have an answer. It's not a specific answer. It's not going to solve any problem, but I think one of the differences is. Differences is Jen. You talk about personal freedom, and it's America, and we ought to be able to go and do, and businesses ought to be able, if they can meet certain codes for etc., have financing and can be a safe place. Be in business. We understand that. That's the nation we grew up in. This right now, the limiting of our freedoms or the stripping of some liberties is because COVID nineteen the express reason is the transmission rate that uh, one crowding one one group getting together is putting at risk those who might receive the disease when it is more easily transmitted when compared and now airborne when compared to some other viruses. So I ask, and it's not, I, really I, 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 what I said a moment ago is the spirit of me. I, I hope we all can be here for each other because certainly we are here with you guys, and you guys have been here for us in a way that that we can never say thank you enough for. I wonder if the government, public health officials, on the heels of these numbers, ten days the cases double new cases in California. Do you do nothing
2: about that? Yeah, you do. Because I think that right now people have a choice and your choice is if you are vulnerable, you stay home. You limit your engagement. Did you choose to
3: get sick when we got sick? I didn't choose it.
2: I I didn't. And that's the that's the point is that people, unfortunately, I think, are going to uh, to get sick. But certainly we were still going to work. We were essential. We knew we were coming here. We we were to work sick. No, but we were essential employees. So we had I mean, we came to work. Right. And, but people
3: don't choose to get COVID-19. OK, I don't.
2: I, no one ever said that. But what I'm saying is that you, you can give people the choice to either stay home, which is their choice, or you can give people the choice to operate and go to stores and and, and is to, is to restaurants. It is not the government's responsibility to tell you what's appropriate and what's not.
3: I, let me uh, respond in five seconds. I know I know, guys, when your decision to go out puts others at risk of their health their liberty, their freedom,
2: their health matters. Uh, their their health absolutely does, and that's why they should be isolating if that is uh, what they choose to do. All right, I know that you've been hearing about Midas Gold Group here on AM870 for a while now. They're right here in Thousand Oaks, and I'm very happy to recommend their great services to you. Midas Gold Group is the number one veteran-owned gold and precious metals dealer in the country. So if you're buying or selling gold, silver, or precious metals, go and see these guys. They're fantastic. You can do it in person for fast, reliable, and professional service. Midas Gold is the best place to buy and sell your precious metals. And did you know that they also offer gold IRA service? With the recent volatility in stocks, many investors are using a little-known structure that allows you to use your existing IRA or old 401k to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call or go see my friends at Midas Gold Group. Ask for a free copy of their IRA guide. Call 805-601-6000 or go to midasgoldgroup.com. That's 805 Five six zero one six thousand. Tell him Jennifer Horn sent you. Eight zero five six zero one six thousand for Midas Gold Group. As we continue, uh, Joe Biden making some big choices for a potential cabinet. Uh, we'll tell you about them as your Tuesday morning answer continues.
1: Jennifer Horn is funny, smart, and beautiful. And then there's Brian, who's um. It's hard to get any word in with this clown. This is the morning answer.
2: Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, we are here. We thank you for being there. And you can always join us, 855-785-8255. We're going to take your calls in a bit. There are some business owners who are a little outraged by the latest proclamation from King Gavin Newsom yesterday when he said he was taking all of, well, 48 of California's counties and moving the or sorry, 50 of California's 58 counties and moving them back to the Purple tier putting on the emergency brake, as he likes to say. But Joe Biden made some news earlier today. He's taking his campaign manager. Remember, we paid a lot of attention to Kellyanne Conway being the first successful female campaign manager to get someone elected into the presidency. Well, Kelly they- Ann
3: Conway did a wonderful job with the Trump campaign in the summer and, and not the early summer when she got her. You know, she did a, a great job very quickly in 2016, uh, setting the Trump campaign up strategically for the victory they had.
2: Well, now Jen O'Malley Dillon, who was the campaign manager for Joe Biden, if uh, he is uh, inaugurated on uh, on January the 20th and sworn into office, Jen O'Malley Dillon will be his deputy chief of staff. So she'll get a big White House job, very similar to what happened with Kellyanne Conway. They got a successful campaign and got a top job as an advisor in the White House. And that seems to be on track with what Biden is looking to do as well. He's supposed to be making some announcements today about some additional people he's considering for his cabinet. In the meantime, yesterday, he said that President Trump is the only reason people are questioning a vaccine. The only
1: reason people question the vaccine now is because of donald trump that's the reason why people are questioning the vaccine because all the things he says and doesn't say whether it's truthful is it not truthful the exaggerations i think we're on a clear path now we're on a clear path where the international community and national leaders uh in the scientific community have focused on these two vaccines they appear to be ready for prime time ready to be used and if that continues along those roads, I would take the vaccine.
3: President-elect Joe Biden yesterday said that, and along with scientific advisors that he's been consulting with, as you point out, he says that uh, the presidential transition remaining stalled, President Trump has not conceded defeat in the election. Biden says Trump's refusal to acknowledge that has delayed handoff of navigation and management of the covid issue uh, and biden calls it especially problematic
2: well it, that may be what what he's thinking i would say what bothers me is that president trump on january 13th initiated operation warp speed to help fund and put together these vaccines in a record amount of time yes so january
3: 13th 2020 right to
2: have a to have a vaccine actually be produced and ready for distribution within the within a year's Time is something to be celebrated, and we have two companies: you got uh,
3: Pfizer and, and Moderna. Three
2: more on the back burner, by the way. And so, with these vaccines, the reason people are questioning them, I and mean, people feel about vaccines as they will, that was already there. But. The reason people, by and large, are questioning this is because people like Kamala Harris, Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom have said we can't trust these because they come from Trump. So for Joe Biden to say it's Trump's fault that they can't trust them, it might be the messaging that we're getting from people that are supposed to be our leaders in questioning a vaccine and uh, from what – I heard from Dr. Fauci anyway yesterday, even with the vaccine, they're saying that people are still going to have to social distance and wear a mask and we're still going to be subject to these closures. So then what's the point?
3: Yeah, you're right. And we'll get to your phone calls here. The problem has been all along, not all along, but pretty quickly uh, after the declaration of the pandemic was, again, as I always called it, the collision of politics and medicine, the collision of politics and science, Uh, President Trump's uh, the, the degree to which Americans trust President Trump, when he talks about COVID in light of the Woodward tape, et cetera, et cetera, has been strained. We understand that Pfizer and Moderna are are in trials and seem to be rounding a corner here on vaccines with high, uh, high, high, uh, high, high accuracy, relatively speaking, statistically, 90 percent, et cetera. So that is good news. And we're waiting on that. And uh, I know that uh, some people say they won't take it. And we could talk about that later. I know we have people holding, but that's an interesting question.
2: All right. So Gavin Newsom making the announcement yesterday that most California counties will go back into the purple tier. Paul is in Sherman Oaks. Hi, Paul. You're on The Morning Answer with Brian and Jen.
0: Hey, guys. How are you this morning?
2: We're doing just fine. You have, at least according to our screener, you have a restaurant in Sherman Oaks. Can you tell us what kind of restaurant it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a burger and beer joint. Burger Yotsy. and beer. Yotsy. All right, we like it, Paul. We're on the same page. So, burger and beers in Sherman Oaks. And are you're not yep. open for indoor dining. You are still doing outdoor dining and takeout, is that right?
0: Yes. Uh, I have dining outdoors where I freeze my customers' asses off every single night. <laughs> Perfect.
2: Perfect. I don't
0: have, nice. have $10,000 yep. $10, to buy heaters and shelters and Understood. tents and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, we sit outside until about 7 o'clock, and then we all get blankets. And we try to warm up after seven o'clock. But the, the point is, uh, Gavin Newsom and uh, Eric Garcetti can say whatever they want. I'm not going to look in the eyes of any of my staff anymore like I did in March and have to lay them off and send them home with no money. I'm just not going to do it again. We did that in March to the tune of hundreds upon hundreds of employees. Yeah, I'm not going to do it again.
2: I Always I stand decide. with you Paul. I'm with you on this. And if I I'm can like, offer you any support, yeah. I'm I'm here with you because I will offer support this I'm is coming a, for a burger. Well, this That's is a sure. big this is a big <laughs> ask. And you know, people think, "Oh, it's just those vicious business owners that are upset because they can't profit." But Paul, I have a very close family friend and she has a large restaurant in Orange County, and she says the same thing. She has people who have been on her staff for 30 years, and she has to decide whether or not she can continue to pay those people or not. When yeah. all she wants to do is help provide for them and their families. And you know, Paul, the government doesn't realize this. They're they're shutting people down and they're not thinking about the collateral damage. And it's making I'm sure people like you and I would guess, Paul, have you thought about closing up shop because of all of this?
0: Um, Jen, I'm I'm doing this for the employees right now. Good for you. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for me. We're not. I mean, we have dozens of restaurants. We're not going to make we're not going to make money. We've been holding we've been propping these things up for months and months now. Yeah. With just sheer cash, trying Paul, to keep these things propped up. Paul, I We're have not to doing ask this you. for us right now. Hang on, Brian.
3: No, not... I'm offering a word of conciliatory. You're not, you're I'm offering a... you know what, folks. Listen, if you're if you believe that when I say your name, I'm going to criticize you, Paul. I was about to offer you support. So, a, and this is not a challenge to the caller, Paul. I hope you stay on the line because I want to talk to you. I'm here, folks. I'm here. We need to take the edge. Off of all of our emotion, because what I was going to say to you and forgive me, but I had to explain that because this is one of the problems, Paul, I feel for you because I talked to a friend on Sunday who is one of the workers, not yours, but who was laid off in March, brought back by the same company at a different location, laid off. He told me the owner of his restaurant cried when he told him he had to fire him a second time. So what I was going to say to you, my friend, is that I am sorry that you are going through this. This seems to be an unbearable situation financially and also at some point emotionally. And I, and, and I, I raise my voice because we do not We do have to, everyone, myself included, I was saying your name, my friend, to offer my friend's story of the tears from the owner of the restaurant he worked for. I know you're having a tough time, man.
0: Well, Brian, here's the one thing, though. You feel for me. You feel for the other restaurant owners. But you support a guy like Joe Biden.
2: Well, this is How does again, that
0: reconcile? How well, does that it, reconcile? Okay, All right, Paul, we're it,
2: out of time, so we well, have to come back to that. <laughs> we don't want an answer to well, that. Well, no, actually, how about this? We'll extend the daily download with your answer. How about that? In the daily download, how can you support small business and support Joe Biden? Brian Whitman next as a special guest star of the Donald Daily Download as your Tuesday morning answer continues.
1: Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn.
2: Thanks for joining us on your Tuesday Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, And every day, at least until January the 20th and maybe four years beyond that, we do at 736, the Donald Daily Download.
1: This is The Answer with Brian and Jen. These are
2: really dangerous people. They are so bad for our country. If we had honest press...
3: It would be so great for the USA.
1: The Donald Daily Download.
2: President Trump, yesterday, his administration announcing uh, that they are going to prepare a proposal to decrease Medicare drug prices. Uh, That would involve Trump's most favored nation proposal, which is a really important one. It involves decreasing costs based on prices paid by certain other wealthy countries. He's talked a lot about this in his rallies. He's implementing it now, and this could help those people who are on Medicare. But, Brian Whitman, you are in the hot seat because as a special guest contributor to the Donald Daily Download, I don't think the president would mind. Well, he might. He might. Paul from Sherman Oaks said he was just on. If you missed it, Paul from Sherman Oaks was a caller. He's got a restaurant. He's feeling uh, really he's hit hard by as many restaurants and retailers, small businesses are by the shutdowns in California. And so the two of you were talking and he said, I know you feel for me, Brian. I can hear your emotion.
3: It's important. It's actually it's important to say what I said. What I, what happened was the caller was very justifiably expressing his frustrations and his assertion. He won't fire any more of his employers, employees. He'll stay open. And uh, as he was sharing his story, I was thinking of a friend of mine on Sunday who works for a sushi restaurant in Malibu is where the mm-hmm. chain is centered. And he is he was furloughed in March and his boss, the owner cried when he told me to let him go. And my friend said, then they rehired him at a location in Burbank. And that lasted for two days. And he called me and he cried again. Yeah. And I uh, was, I said, Paul, which is a caller's name, a name I won't forget. Actually, I have a very dear friend named Paul. I want to offer that story to him and suggest and tell him that the feeling of sadness, the heaviness, the horrible reality of all of this is, is felt uh, by so many people. And I said that from the most genuine place and if you see this program as human beings and friends talking about what's going on in the news and sharing their experiences, then you're hearing it in the way we intend to offer it to you. It is not a it is not a good, bad, right, wrong. Sometimes it's point counterpoint. The caller asked me then. A question that that I will respectfully answer.
2: Yeah, he wanted to know. And he said, I I hear your emotion and I believe that you're uh, you're sending me sympathy for having to make these hard decisions in running a business. But if that is all true, why did you vote for Joe Biden? And I'm interested to know if you think there's a correlation there, because in the Donald Daily Download, we spend a lot of time talking about President Trump and uh, the Trump voter. But... If uh, I guess the, the floor is yours, basically, as to well, if well, you think there's any correlation between yeah. um, your feelings about these people that are being shut down and kind of run out of business and making those hard choices about employment and uh, and a vote for Joe Biden. Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll answer your question with my answer rather than ask you the obvious question, which I think you are aware of what it is. My answer to the caller's question is that I don't vote for any person with the intention of doing harm or prolonging harm or suffering that's already existing to any person. In fact, my vote from my heart and my mind is designed to make life better for people, not to make suffering protracted, not to make illness more widespread. I understand and also I am empathetic because my life as Jen, your life and all of the lives of all of us visiting together this morning has been impacted, whether we own the restaurant, which is a more critical situation for it comes, it is your living. And as Paul has put on his own shoulders, and he's a good man, the burden of the people who work for him, he doesn't have the heart to fire any of them. So – uh So so that is uh, that is much appreciated. I think the decisions people come to specifically with regard to their vote, uh, I agree that that the former vice president, President President-elect Biden is right when he says our economy will never get back fully unless until we get beyond the covid pandemic for it is uh, it is the reason. As I said in the 6 o'clock hour, seems to be uh, exaggerated in some quarters for the closures of these businesses. And by the way, you don't think I feel uh, like my life's changed dramatically, that I haven't been uh, – seen friends and social – Sure. I mean, we're, we're all going through Everybody's that. Everybody's going through it. Absolutely. Um, and, and we also at the same time – and I hope somebody got Paul's location because I'm going to go have the great Burger Peace Summit, like the Obama Beer Summit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, He's I'm got gonna, beer and
2: burgers. Uh, I don't
3: want the beer. I don't drink the beer, but there, I'll have nine, nine of those burgers – the health also of people matter, and I never, ever uh, think, nor would I ever, ever suggest, that someone's difference about the nation's leadership has anything to do with whether or not more people go out of business or suffer economically or physically get sick or, in some cases, statistically very small, even lose their very human life. So th- this is a very uh, it's a very personal time, and it's a very personal public issue. I
2: think I think the reason Paul would probably even question that and Paul would speak for himself but I would say pro- I mean you hear different promises from politicians, right? As we go through election cycles, we hear different promises. And so if the concern is primarily about businesses and people being able to keep their job or if it matters, lo- you know, keep or well, lose their job. And if people are able to uh, stay in business and actually afford to employ people, you have to have your businesses open. And I think probably at Paul's point, and I would imagine, a lot of people are thinking, well, Joe Biden is promising national lockdowns. If he gets into office, he's promised but, a, a mask mandate and national lockdowns. We've heard people next to him. We talked about it last week who are advising him to do a four to six week lockdown nationally. And so that means more people who are going to be suffering, more people who are going to be out of business okay. and more problems for the economy.
3: Yeah. You, you, you said something interesting. You said if primarily or, or, or the issue is for you, these lockdowns, all of this. And I would just simply say the reason we're in a pandemic. We're not in an economic event that became illness. We're in a pandemic, which is worldwide, where people are getting sick. Some are getting very sick. Some among that group lose their lives. The illness, the sickness, the transmission, the easily transmittable airborne virus is the reason primarily, is the concern primarily, I think, I hope, still for most, the reason... The, the, the suffering of others because of it economically, all of it that's going on, anxiety, all of it is, of course, of tremendous concern. This is a huge
2: Problem. yeah i think it's, so it the, becomes it, a, a, co- a combination of a problem of course people are worried absolutely. about people being sick but at what cost and what price and is that going to go away long term because look people are going to get sick with covid and they're going to be sick for maybe 10 days maybe 14 days best case scenario 97 98 of the population will be sick that long and if that's the case then after those 10 days are up does that matt does that So that kind of go in juxtaposition with an economy or a job or a career that is ended because of shutdowns. All right. We will uh, put a pin in that conversation. We'll come back to it as a big story here in California. But Brian, this quarantine that we're going through has really put the kibosh on people getting some medical procedures. And I'm happy to tell our listeners who suffer from neuropathy that our friend and nerve MD, Dr. Shulian, is considered an essential service provider and has his office open to help people live pain free during this challenging time.
3: That's right. In case you've missed it, we've talked about Dr. Shulian for a long time. He's a friend of the Morning Answer. Neuropathy is the condition. It's a maddening numbness, tingling, burning in your feet, legs, arms, your hands without treatment. It is a nerve disease and it only gets more painful. It could make it hard. For you to walk or to use your hands.
2: So we're thankful that Dr. Shulian is still providing treatment that's aimed at reversing the symptoms of neuropathy. He says that most patients have the potential to have the nerves regenerate. The key to treatment is to find the real problem that's causing the nerve injury.
3: If you're experiencing those symptoms of neuropathy, Dr. Shulian would like to make you feel a little bit better. Numbness, weakness, tingling in the feet, the legs, the arms. These are the feelings, uh, the, the symptoms. During this health crisis, call Dr. Shulian eight seven seven eight eight Nerve. He's here. To to help you get the pain relief you need.
2: Insurance and regular Medicare accepted. Call Dr. Shulian, 877 88 NERV. That's 877 88 NERV. Joe Biden making a pledge about the unions. It will shock you. As your Tuesday morning answer continues.
1: Use and talk. You can trust. i tell you what, if I had the talent of any one of these people, I'd be elected president by acclamation. <laughs> the morning answer. With Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn,
2: there he is. Uh, that's Joe Biden, and this is the Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, here with you for a Tuesday. Don't forget, we are really focusing on the election, the count, some of the discrepancies and cases of fraud that we are hearing from uh, the Trump campaign. And if you want to join us in pushing uh, our legislators to verify the election, go right now to am870theanswer.com, am870theanswer.com, right above the fold, really right after, right at the very top of the webpage, you're going to see verify the election. You're going to click on that. You're going to add your name and your your zip code. And that is going to go on to a petition that is nationally being circulated by Salem radio. And we are pushing our elected officials to make sure that this election is verified. That is the process. We want every legal vote to count. And uh, this is what the Trump campaign is working on. That's what their legal effort is all about. And whether you voted for President Trump or not, it should be our number one concern that we have a free and fair election. And this is our way of doing our part here at Salem radio. And whether you were born in a time or not, that signing a petition meant you had to go find the guy with the clipboard and
3: the paper. Technology makes it much easier to do just online and uh, you can participate. And it's uh, certainly much more convenient. I'll say that.
2: That's right. All right, President. Well, President Trump has been speaking out today about some discrepancies that, that found themselves in a local race in Nevada that actually got the election thrown out Brian this has been fodder for president Trump's tweets over the last 12 hours or so saying this is proof of some of the fraudulent nature of the 2020 election cycle this coupled with a bag of votes that was found actually it was a chip but you get the visual some mm-hmm. votes that were not counted in Georgia by mm, mistake which were favorable to Trump's vote count in the state have now been added in this along with questions about the Dominion voting system has uh, got people wondering if they there is a chance that President Trump is on to something here. Is there was there widespread, broad, systemic fraud in this election? Can we fix it? And will it reverse some of the results that we've seen so far in this election?
3: I think that uh, more information actually is is how uh, I will I, I, I would be able to come to a conclusion or an answer to, to that very important question the president's tweet yesterday about the victory and he did use that word in nevada with regard to the election he's referring specifically to what i have to say that i i saw his tweet exclaiming the victory out of Nevada, what happened there uh, with regard to the counting of votes and the aftermath of Election Day two weeks ago. What specifically was the turn yesterday that the president was describing?
2: So the Clark County, uh, Clark County is in Nevada. That's the county that houses uh, Las Vegas. It's uh, the biggest county in the state. And they decided not to certify one of their local races due to a number of discrepancies. President Trump says that that equals a big victory for him, suggesting that the issue was evidence of a wider problem that they were having in the state of nevada he tweeted out yesterday this quote big victory moments ago in the state of nevada the all-democrat county commissioner race on the same ballot as president just thrown out because of large-scale voter discrepancy clark county officials do not have confidence in their own election security major impact tweet so this was when, for clark county commission district c which makes sure. up about a sixth of the total votes in the states in this county in clark county
3: but when that race, that office, those candidates are on the same ballot as the president, obviously expressed there uh, clearly by President Trump, is is the belief and and the significant question uh, with legal ramifications i would assume certainly arguments for uh, the, the 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 thought that well my race was on a similar ballot and if we're throwing out results from a from a county executive race on a ballot that our presidential competition in that county was also voted upon the same ballot as a race you now have to throw out because of irregularities and what about me what about our race what about our election and this nation's office of the presidency with regard to the votes on that ballot because the officials are saying with the throwing out of the Clark County executive information that the something was wrong with that ballot in that place correct and, and multiple and Trump and hundreds Biden were on, of, yeah, yeah hundreds
2: right, of ballots right. that were problematic and so Trump is saying if they're not going to certify those results we need to make sure that the results are actually certifiable right in, in the presidential race if they were bad in one race why wouldn't they be bad in the others this is going on also Dominion is getting a lot of scrutiny Dominion is the voting software used in 27 states widely used and it just happens to be the software used in really pretty much every battleground state that we're talking about. So it, it's used in Michigan. It is used in Georgia, in North Carolina, in, in Arizona, in Nevada. These are all the systems that are used. And according to a, a report, and this is a director of strategy and security that was picked up on camera. So Dominion's director of strategy and security. The quote in the document that has been filed and is being scrutinized now, quote, Trump won't win. I made blanking sure of that. Now, they allow, and remember, we talked about this when uh, I spoke to the Linda Payne from the Election Integrity Project, and I said, Brian, what's so crazy is that they send the reports back to Dominion before they actually send them to the Board of Elections, before they send them actually to the county or to the state that's contracting with them. They send them to the corporate office. Well, now there is someone caught saying that they've made sure that President Trump isn't going to win, and Dominion allows staff to adjust the tallies in the summaries that uh, are sent to the counties that these systems are supposed to serve. They are supposed to be using scanned ballot images to adjust tallies, but the tallies can be adjusted by whoever has contact with these forms. Now, again, whether or not this means anything in this election, this should mean something to people who want to to ensure a free and of fair course. election moving forward. Of
3: course, uh, whether it's consequential to the outcome is uh, seems to be a tougher conclusion to come to. I'm not diminishing that feeling. I'm saying that it just seems mathematically to be tougher. But the larger point is a point you made. No one should be tampering, no person working in the system. And it ultimately comes to the county officials, the municipal leaders, the statewide leaders, secretaries of state. It is their job to secure elections. It is their job to not allow the motivation of a very a person with very criminal intentions to, to, to meddle with the freedom of an election. So if somebody wants to do that, that's a bad actor. The, the person policing, putting on, securing the election, the municipality or the state, they ought to have mechanisms in place, you know, 250 years into America to make sure that bad actor cannot do those things. Yeah,
2: unfortunately, see, and this is where my doubts come from. This is where I think President Trump is on to something, and – I know I'm a supporter of his. I know I support most of the stuff that President Trump does, but I think that you know that I care about this country more than I care about any person that is sitting in that office. And I hope that you know that. That is where I come from. Of course I know that. And we have heard some things that are really troubling. And... We know on this program because we're in the business of spoken word that words matter and that we are held accountable, certainly for our words in our profession and in politics. People should be held accountable for their words. And here's what I've heard. And I know people make mistakes. Gosh, I do it every single day. I'm telling you the wrong day of the week some days. I mean, it's just whatever we make mistakes. But what I've heard, it's just not adding up. I heard Joe Biden say that he put together the biggest voter fraud organization in history. I heard the secretary of state in Pennsylvania say there's no way that president Trump would win in their state. I now am hearing from dominion, the person that handles our elections in 27 States, the director of strategy and security, Eric Coomer saying Trump won't win. I made blanking sure of that. Now you can understand how those three things may be mistakes. They may be people just being blowhards, but dog on it, having them happen in, right in front of a really important election where there are pieces Absolutely. of evidence of fraud. Absolutely. They are concerning.
3: Uh, if you're going to call yourself a liberal, liberty is what you stand for. A Big component of liberty is the free expression of the of the governed to vote and have their votes counted. If that statement was made and that was a serious statement, even if it wasn't serious, that man should be eliminated from from his professional responsibilities. But that warrants an investigation, no doubt. I appreciate the concerns and they are very real and they are at the fundamental core of what it means to be an American. My, My question is about the procedure and whether or not the math is there to impact the outcome. I don't want the nation already unstable to go through more indecision either way. I don't want that to happen. We've been through it personally. It's not easy.
2: Scaled back reopenings is a curfew next for California. We'll have the answer. It may surprise you as your Tuesday morning answer continues.